You are listening to the 1% Better Podcast. I am your host, Corey Kales. And I am Jordan Kales. And here we share and talk about our philosophies, ideas, principles, and mindsets we strive to live by every day to be 1% better than we were yesterday. We hope to inspire you, beautiful people, to cultivate a 1% better mindset. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is that? <laughs> a Tibetan singing bowl. What does it do? I don't know. Why did you get it? The healing vibes. I got it at the yoga show. No, that's oh, a lie. No. I got it on Amazon. I was going to buy one at the yoga show. Oh, really? What are we talking about today, Jordan? Uh, you tell me. You, you came up with the topic. Well, you know what? I was reading a good book. I was listening to a good book the other day. Actually, a while, but I got back to it the other day. It was... Um, I'll tell you right now what it's called. But it's about situational no it's not not even that it's 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 about the it's called the untethered soul which is a really good book by michael a singer it's called it's um it's basically about about um living life without needing anything Mm, okay. And we all about that, though. We all about that life, about not needing anything. Do you know what I mean? I'd like to be. So. (laughs) What? What you're doing right now. (laughs) What, you think that you don't need anything? No, I think they're, besides the necessities. Yeah, like the basic, like food, shelter. we, We wait for things like, I know for me, for example, man, I feel better when, I get a new I get a new piece of clothing or I feel better oh, when no I get way. new shoes really? or I feel better when when um when like I I get a new client or I help that person that's fine that's a little different yes, but sir. more more like or I have a new friend right and we don't really need any of these things to be happy Yeah well for the thing I don't I relate to the like the friends like people I actually get a lot of happiness from people mm. But I actually get I get no happiness at all anymore from material objects. So let's talk about that though, because I find that interesting too. Because you're probably way better than that than I am at, at that at not being at being content without any material objects too. Yeah. No idea how with brothers to be honest. Well, I, don't know, I don't know how you you've never cared about material. I stuff? have maybe in the past, like when I used to get like a new phone, like there's that right. cool novelty effect of it. Yeah, and then it'll go away, of course. Oh, after two weeks, away. three yeah. weeks. But now I don't even get that. Like, nice. If I you get, don't get anything, the initial, nothing. Nothing. That's nothing. Nothing. That's nothing. Good. I'm yeah, so much good. better with it than right. I used to be. Like especially clothes. Well, I don't. Even but I just want to touch upon that thing when people people. I notice in myself too and other people, people like look for relationships to fill themselves yeah. or to be happy. They look for friends. They call their friends be- out of neediness. Like they need to hang out to, to avoid feeling something because they, they think to, they need to. Yeah, right? just, it's kind so of like to escape their own feelings. Yeah, escapism too. But what this, book, what this book talks What's about, it called? it's called The Untethered Soul. It's like only six hours, seven hours. Really good book. Oh, yeah? Yes. I'm going to get it right get now. It. No, get it now. Let's well, not it. now. I'm going to write it down, though. Okay, the untethered soul. Do you know how to spell untethered? I think. <laughs> E-W. 
but yeah, so okay, keep going with the book. It's it's basically that people think they try to fix their problems with their mind. Let me explain to you. What Michael Singer explains is that people think they need success to be happy people think they have all these expectations and it's not their fault because it's society and conditioning so they think they need to make a certain amount of money they think they need to date a certain person they think they need to get a certain amount of job or or do something whatever they their mind tells them they need to do but what michael singer talks about in the book is that you don't need any of those things he talks about how you can move past those oh, for expectations of what you think success is or what you think you need anything and sort of being here and accepting what's here now i'm doing a, a poor job of explaining it too I, I, I wish i remember more. i'm only halfway in the book too oh nice um well i read it a long time ago and i just started it last week i'm halfway again but i'm gonna dive into this book more and i just listened to an inter- interview too do you know Aubrey Marcus. Yeah. Anyways, he interviewed him. Um, oh man, it's just so it's such a good book, and it gives you a new perspective on on seeking in general, on seeking life, on seeking things in life to make you to make you feel content. Yeah. And you don't need to because you I can be content here right part. now. Like I agree with the things part. What things? Oh, uh, like, like seeking for things. things. It's different Even seeking with... for people, man. How can you not agree with that? That people seek for people to complete Pe- them. People do seek for people to complete them, but also from an evolutionary standpoint, we kind of do need people. Like it's proven that um isolation, if you're in isolation from people, that you actually are not as happy. It actually leads to depression to like purely isolation. Uh, purely isolating yourself from people, not being around people actually leads to depression. Depression, Because I mean, for, like our ancestors, we relied to survive for thousands of years based on the fact we needed people. If we were outside of the tribe, and the years, years, hundreds of thousands of years ago, we were outside the tribe, we would be killed. So it's it's so many years of hardwired evolution into our brains, whatever it is, that we we actually do need people. He's not talking about not needing people. No, I he's, don't know. He's, he? No, he's talking about seeking relationships. For sure, that's for, different. Okay, that's for different. The, for, for, to feel... To like escape, so like escape is escapism. Yeah, yeah. and there's so many forms of it's escapism. seeking. Let's just let's just look at seeking, for example, because that's what I really want to talk about. See your perspective on it. Um, yeah, I agree. We need people, man, but it's not about needing people. It's about realizing you are enough, and you don't need what you think the mind was believed to to need. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about this, like this whole thing of success and this whole thing of of money and and career and cars or anything what is important is realizing that what you think you do want is really not what you want at the end of the day what you want is to be happy to just be enthusiastic and what he talks about in the book is that if you make a list of let's say 50 things of what you want and if you're being honest you do want a nice car you do want a nice home you do want a a nice relationship you do want nice things like but at the core of it what you really want is to feel happy and joyous and enthusiastic and content. Yeah. So how he talks about how, what he talks, it feels like I feel like I'm selling the book. I'm not selling the book. No. It's, he talks about how you can get those things, how you can feel happy now and, and feel those things like you want now in the moment without those things by surrendering and by letting 
these thoughts go and yeah. and he like teaches he explains yeah mindfulness sure and how to do it so what's your experience jordan with with um with with being attached or striving let's say striving towards like towards something that you felt like you needed to complete you what's the first thing that comes to um, mind um remember runescape when we used to play those games like you felt like you want those give an example like that and party oh yeah 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 for sure okay that's a good one back in then when we used to play a lot of video games that's actually a good point i totally forgot about that so in this uh in runescape i always say runescape is an mmorpg so it's like an online interactive game that you play in a desktop game yeah and uh really addicting holy shit it's really addicting um, but I, yeah, that's a great point because I would always chase. I remember RuneScape back then was literally my life. Like yeah. I lived through that game. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Nothing. I did nothing but play that game. Um, and through that game, I remember when the like the blue party hat and stuff like that. And I was trying to make a lot of money in the game. I guess in the game success where I was trying to just be rich in the game, like actually have a lot of money in the game. I thought once I get this item, that would be. And when I did get the item. I, first off, I thought when I get the item, which was the blue party hat, uh, which was worth like 4.5 yeah, bill. it took you a while to get it. It took me years to get it. Wow. I, I'll never forget the And moment. you wanted it for years um, too? I wanted it for literally years. It was the only thing I wanted in the game and it was so rare and everyone uh, idolized it. Like everyone wants this party hat. And it's just so It was expensive. the highest item in the yeah, game. Yeah, it's the highest it value item It's a sign of what? It's was... a sign of pure status. It's yeah. like, for example, like yeah. if... <laughs> I get, I get high there. Yeah. Uh, it's this is a perfect example because it relates yeah. to real life. It's literally yeah. if you had that, you're the equivalent of a real life celebrity. Yeah, honestly, it's that's like what you're it was. Tom Cruise and Brad. And you did. did. You drew a lot of crowds. We both did. 100. percent So wh- when I I rem- never forget the day that I got that purple. Per- first got the purple party purple hat. Part, okay. And it was like a, f- a high, like <laughs> a high. Man. I never forget. What was it? And I went to sleep buzzing that (laughs) night. (laughs) And I was like, hi. Like, I've never experienced that before. And it was purely incredible. So you wore it. You got this party hat. Oh, my God. I still couldn't. And then what do you do? You walked around. Yeah, I still feel those emotions almost. I just remember thinking it back. And like that, 24 hours after that, I was like, hi. Okay. It was amazing. So that was the highest point. The highest point. But then after that. It, it decreases, right? Then that, that level of satisfaction, it goes and goes. And you know what happens? Right away, I'm wanting more. Right away, okay, what's the next step? Yeah. The next party hat that's yeah. a little higher, which is like a white party hat or, or whatever it was. The white then one I was wanted, cool. The white one was, it was cool. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. It and sick. it feels great once you get it. But once you get it, you always want more. And then I remember after years, I worked my way up to the, the blue and the I blue. got the blue yeah, one. Yeah. And that's the highest. That's like the Brad Pitt, your Brad Pitt with the your Bill Gates, <laughs> you the most money in the world. Yeah. And then once you get it, it's like, fuck, I'm actually really, really bored. Yeah. And I was so bored with the game. And it actually relates really well to, to, uh, to real life because I was so rich in the game. Uh, and I, I was so bored after that. That's yeah. why you see these billionaires in real life and millionaires that either commit suicide, they're constantly on drugs, uh, they're doing cocaine, they're trying to escape themselves because they, when they have everything that they thought that would make them happy, all of a sudden they're like, okay, what else is there? There's no more else to reach. It's like, and then they realize that you'll get a temporary spike from that. You'll feel good for a little bit, 
but then you're baseline and it's like wow what else is there and i remember feeling that in the game and i actually felt depressed in real life because that game was my life so they translated together they right uh and and i actually felt truly depressed in real life once i had that yeah when in reality i was the had was way happier actually chasing that in the journey through to getting that i was way more happy i just but then again I wasn't really that happy because I thought once I get there, I'll be happy. So I'm stressing about it. And that truly shows you you have to live in the moment. And that's like a really good analogy for life, I think. Yeah. Because I actually felt that. Now I realize that too. It's like, I know even with real life, a billion dollars, I know that it won't make me any happier. Right. It'll just make life easier. I don't expect to become any happier. Yeah. It's because I think it's, it is a great analogy and... It's so great because it's so simple and it translates to life. Like you thought getting that blue party hat would, you thought you'll be, that will be the pinnacle of your rootscape life, right? Yeah, it's like this, this goal, but then, this tangible But then you goal. realize that it wasn't fulfilling. Well, it okay. was. Okay, not fulfilling. Yeah, was temporary, it fu- temporary. It was temporary. Temporary. So you stop seeking for more for a little bit until you realize. For like a 24 hours. Okay. Nothing. Whether it's a month or a year, five years, but for you as a day. Yeah. And it's just, you yeah. realize there's more. You realize that that thing, it didn't bring you that whatever you were searching for, right? 100%. And I actually, I actually thought that I would be happy once I got it. I genuinely thought of that. Of course. That's why people do. They, people go out on shopping sprees. This is another example. Well, then there's, They yeah. buy clothes or mm-hmm. they buy a car thing that's going to make them happy and it wears off. Oh, for sure. That's right? why they keep buying. That's why they're shopaholics. That's why. Yeah. But that relates to everything. That I think that's a form of escapism, right? You're trying to escape the way you, you feel. If you're feeling low, a lot of people resort to junk food, to yeah. chips. Yeah. A lot of people resort to ice cream and binge eating to make, to comfort themselves. A lot of people resort to movies. Anything can be a form of escapism. Right. Movies. I used to escape using movies too. Uh, you come home. You're not really feeling well. You're feeling low. You watch a movie. You escape the way you feel. Uh anything can be a form even books can be a form of escapism yeah yeah um so when i was playing runescape 2 do you remember how many times i switched my my like how i love i still want to know you you do that to this day too with other shit with other shit sure (laughs) but yeah you're a style man you should be a fashion (laughs) you're a fashion designer i true i true i was in runescape i was (laughs) you're uh, the style i would go seek these like rare outfits i would do like quests <laughs> to find like like these trousers yeah, my and, landscape and shoes man, but that it's not a waste of time man because it's i enjoy that time. time did you and the point it? was every time i'm like i'm gonna get this outfit in, in runescape and then that's it then i'm not gonna seek anything else i and I'm know gonna be fulfilled. That's the and then thing. i thought that and then i got depressed after i got it it's depressing man it's reaching depression. your goals like Depressing. after you after you reach your goals, like well, it depends what the goal is. You no, gotta be careful. No, I I genuinely think any goal, if you're not doing it for the right reason, exactly, that's what I mean. For depends values, what it like is. If, yeah, I think values are the key to happiness, not goals. Because even if your goal is to make, even if your goal is to make a million dollars, let's say our goal was to make a million dollars this year. Okay. And we made a million dollars this year. We want ten million next year. That and there will be no, there will be a little spike of satisfaction. And after that, we will return to exactly how we feel. Yeah. If not, we'll feel even more depressed if we're not backing that with like genuine values. Like, yeah, like some values I have, I guess. Oh, well, I don't have a lot of values, but like actual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as long as they're strong values, you don't have to have a lot of values. That's fine. No, I do. What values? Know. Like, you have to have a, a purpose, right? It has to drive you and feel you. 100%. Otherwise, where are you going? And I think, so you what, know what? Yeah. I, this is a really overlooked, in my opinion. I just realized this. 
mindfulness yeah is almost they it's almost synonymous or they almost yeah. work it almost works synergistically with uh values too man because like there are things that you're gonna have to do for example like washing dishes stuff like that in your day-to-day life that you genuinely take discipline and you genuinely don't want to do that's just life and i think what if you're mindful and i was reading a book on this is being mindful when you do it actually makes you enjoy what you're doing and in the moment and listening to the sounds of like if you're washing a dish dish paying attention to your senses to you know the way it feels the soap in your hand the clinging of the fork or whatever it is and apparently it really helps like it I does just, yeah have you ever tried it i'm starting to and i realize like dreading tasks like when i used to dread like oh man i have to go do my laundry when i get home I'm like mm-hmm. how stupid is that and i actually feel a little bit lower a little mm-hmm. bit more sad like oh i have to go upstairs to my room get my laundry put it downstairs and although it sounds ridiculous it's funny you sorry for interrupting you yeah no it's, it's actually it's funny you say that because i literally just i know you don't use instagram anymore but yeah. i just made a post on this on instagram today it's about it's about dreading tasks and reframing that switching from those negative yeah. to positive thoughts i think so, mindfulness is how you do that yeah actually mindfulness too because you have to be aware of those thoughts yeah. but also reframing it so yes mindfulness is a tool like when you're doing those tasks it's great to help with yeah but reframing it so let me give you an example so i for example like i post on instagram was this let me just pull my phone it was i gave an example of i gave a few examples but one was that i was going so you know this is the first negative thought you some people have oh i had such a long and stressful day and i really don't feel like going to the gym Mm -hmm. so you're aware of that thought you replace that instantly with you know what i work really hard today and i am so grateful that i'm able to exercise and relieve my stress i'm so fortunate that my body can do what it does so you're switching from that negative that negative and, and dreading mindset to a grateful and positive one Mm -hmm. and if you do this it becomes automatic you catch yourself thinking and this is what i've been doing for the last three years another one is does that work i think that's one way to look at it but i think the other way and how i kind of see it Mm -hmm. is a little bit different okay um in the sense that yes reframing it and if that works i feel like that could for sure work uh and it does sound great yeah the way i see it is that there are going to be things that you genuinely so first off, that doesn't mean you still want to do no, it. No, no, no. But like, like first, let me give you an example. Like, the for someone who hates, I don't know, let's say who hates washing dishes, for example, yeah. uh, or hates like whatever, some something that they hate. But what if they don't do the dishes? No, that's what I mean. It's like our brains naturally avoid discomfort. Yeah, it's just natural that every human being's brain will number one, we're the best rationalizers in the and. In ex- like in existence like we're so good at justifying why we should or shouldn't do something we'll come up with reasons that are we're like mm-hmm. oh that makes so much sense even though we know deep down we should do it mm-hmm. uh we're so uh risk averse we do anything to avoid um um sorry uh discomfort so because understanding that p- you actually are required in order to grow to enjoy and like embrace discomfort embrace something that's discomfortable discomfortable yeah um because that's how you grow naturally 
But what were you saying with the dishes? Honestly, my train of thought went so out the window and I blacked out there and I don't think any of that made any sense. It made sense. I don't think any of that made any sense. You were um, saying with it, you saying you saying that's a great tool, but the dishes. Like, how do you get like yourself your relationship? To do something? I'm, okay, like actually, you know, reframing is a good point because reframing your relationship with discomfort, um, and then I guess that kind of programs you because like if you program yourself to do things that are uncomfortable, you need to understand that in order for long term fulfillment, you have to be sacrificing short term comfort comfortability yeah don't fall into instant gratification yeah exactly it's like it's so easy to not do this task to not exercise today to to not wash your dishes let them pile up what's going to happen in the long term like go through that short-term discomfort of doing it that'll teach you to build new character it'll increase other things yeah um it'll teach you other skills and at the same time you're actually that's what's going to lead to longer term uh, a long-term fulfillment that's so true you gotta you you can't if you if you always gave in to instant gratification, your life would be like look like a complete mess. Constantly seeking, and that's like what so, yeah, and that's what social media does. Yeah, I'm glad I deleted it. Although yeah. I don't really feel any gifts. I Actually, think give it time. Do you do you not feel different? Like, my conversations truly? with people are okay. Genuinely, okay. Actually, you know what? This is I don't know if this is just coincidence. Um, when I speak with people, it I'm more present 100 percent. that's with instagram i'm more 100 engaged in conversations and i speak i'm able to communicate better and yeah. more effectively even being more authentic i feel like mm. but i don't know if that can be attributed to instagram like i don't know hmm. well you know what i was actually listening to this podcast the other day and you know what it said it said social media and multitasking uh, let's just stick with Instagram, for example. You know how you're constantly scrolling through it? Yeah. You're switching. You're essentially switching tasks and switching focus because you're focusing on one post. That's one topic. Focusing on another post. That's another topic. Right. So every time you're training your brain to be sort of in this attention deficit disorder, right? Your attention is in a deficit. So it makes sense that if you stop using it and over time... You train to be more present and focus on one task for a longer time. It makes complete sense that your conversations are more present. Yeah. Well, I'm also reading a good book on like mindfulness and stuff. Oh, like that. So that's probably so, that too. <laughs> yeah. You never really know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it can. I want to give. I want to. I want to share with you a story too, man. Because I was, I was, um, like about the reframing. Let's say someone. Let's say someone is, uh, cuts you off. Okay. And I know you used to get really fucking cheese when someone cut you off before. It ruined my day, man. Ruin, would ruin your day. So ruin my day. I think about all. all I place scenarios in my head for days, for so, a whole day. So remember, how I was telling you yesterday how. Um, okay, this is another story. Whatever. I'll going back to the car story. Someone cuts you off, okay? And this reframing can be applied to anything. But let's say someone cuts you off, right? You can say, okay, I like driving. Let's say you were going sixty kilometers an hour. You say, okay. My way of driving is that I drive 60 kilometers an hour, but this person who just cut me off likes to drive 70 kilometers an hour. So what makes my drive what makes my driving the way? And then you can say you can say like just going talking through your head talking this conversation and say what makes so so he his driving at 70 kilometers an hour is perfectly okay. Who am I to say he that he shouldn't be driving that fast doesn't matter what the rules say but who yeah. says he can't drive maybe he's in a hurry so it's about having these conversations in your head over time and reframing and over time that anchors like that's your set point right like you always 
if you do that enough, it's like installing a new software. It will automatically become, mm-hmm. you know, automatic. And yeah, habit. you're building the habit, right? Yeah. So reframing, man, I know for me, I'm only saying this because it worked for me. If you get in the habit of reframing I situations in your mind, it will be automatic. It's like, oh, that person was mean to me, not because she, she or he wanted to insomnia is because he or she is going through something maybe it's yeah, this tell yourself another story. yeah another story and we're all well all, at the end of the day we're only telling each other stories everyone just thinks the like everyone thinks the world just revolves around like them sure. it's like all about them when in reality no one actually cares it's like you're walking down the street and i used to do this so much it's like i remember i used to do this oh this is so funny right. man i'm sure you did this too you <laughs> You'd be walking. I used to do this in high school. I'd, I'd be walking, yeah. and I realized yeah. I went the wrong way, mm-hmm. and I had to turn around. But I just started going in that direction, so I hit my pants like, "Oh, I forgot something!" <laughs> when I didn't what? really forget anything. How yeah. old were you? I don't know, like 18, 17. Do you, no do you know way. what I mean? When you when wait, you, so when, when you walk, when you left, when, when I go into a, the wrong like. It's like I, I change direction and I'm going to a certain way. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm going the wrong, wrong way. And in my mind, like I'm going the wrong way. But I don't want to look weird to other people because I already committed to going that way. So I like hit my pants like, oh, I forgot this. No and I way. walk And I walk back. And I walk back. And like I pull my phone and out And that was a fear of people and that judging was, you. Yeah, it's like, and it's, that was like my thing. Of, oh, everyone's looking at me and watching what I'm doing and analyzing. When in reality, no one even gives a fuck. No one's even paying attention at all. And it's like, it's so true. It's like, you can do the most ridiculous thing. You can go out in the street and scream so loud in the mall where there's hundreds of people around you. And maybe for scream your loudest and be ridiculous, lay on the floor, and maybe for a split second, some people are gonna look and be like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then what's gonna happen? They're gonna go back to their no, normal day to day, thinking everything's about them. It'll last for a second. It'll disrupt their pattern of thinking and be, "Oh, interesting." And they won't give a shit after that. It's like you think the world revolves around you. Everyone does. Yeah. Um, and it's You've like come a long way, bro. Like, wow, you used to think like that. Man, 100%. Like all the time or for how long? Like for a couple years? Dude, all the time. Oh, ever since you were what? How old? I don't remember. I used to like... Whoa. I remember one time yeah. it got so bad. I was so afraid of people that I saw a $5 bill on the ground. I swear on my life this is true. Why? I remember exactly where I was. I was coming back from uh, high school, taking the bus home. I was walking my route. There was a $5 bill on the ground. There were a bunch of people around. And I was too scared to pick the $5 Dude. bill up. I swear to God on my life. Oh my God. I'd walk right by it because I was too scared to pick up that $5 bill. Wow. I haven't actually thought about that in a long time. Wow. You I just did, remember I that I, now, I just eh? remember that now talking about it. I swear on my life. I was genuinely <laughs> Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> That's crazy, I was dude. too scared. I didn't pick up the money. That's next level. That's next level. What do you attribute this? What is that? Like, what Well, the... that's just a fear. fear you you said being, yourself. Yeah, fear of thinking, like, being, thinking everything. You've, you simply everyone's value. Everyone's watching me, and it's yeah. like. You simply value the opinions that others have of you more than the opinions of yourself. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm it is. That up. That's insane. So what change? How did you? How did you? At what point? I don't even. Did know. you change? Like you don't remember? Uh, like gradually, it didn't. There's no instant where it changed. It just became over time through exposing easier. yourself. Yeah, through literally going through discomfort of doing things. Right. Literally going through the discomfort of like doing little things and building momentum. Because I think that's a good way to to uh to grow is just do little tasks like 
tasks can often seem super daunting. Yeah. And if you just take it small steps at a time, yeah, you'll be very surprised at how far you can actually come. It's funny how we're talking about this, and then we started off the podcast with um, happiness. Happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want. We're at the twenty-eight minute mark. I want to um, bring this convo full circle. You say that every podcast. I just to bring it full circle. You gotta bring it full circle, or full square, or full triangle. So how do we bring it full circle? Well, all of this, all everything we're talking to relates about about uh, re about about um, what is this episode about? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out the whole. Oh time. my god! <laughs> oh by quick. There's no full circle here, right, man. man. It's no just full a tangent. Fine, fine. It's not a tangent. Come on. No, it's a conversation. Good, yeah, it's good. But how insane is that? Man, that's crazy. It's good for you, though, because that's not easy. And so you know what, man? People have that fear, and I'm sure they have greater fears like of being Absolutely. judged. Like, it's not there. Some people are actually afraid to look at other people in the eye, right? 100%. And it all comes down to, to maybe they're not in control of it because your childhood was so... That's true. So like rough they could have gone through some right? I'm not blaming. I'm not judging anyone no, for being afraid. Like, cause I used to be like that too. Maybe not to that extent. Are, yeah. Um, but like you said, it just it comes down to exposing yourself to things, and over time, gradually becoming more comfortable. But but with this whole like seeking stuff and and placing your happiness on external stuff is you really don't, and it's hard. But you don't need. You don't really need anything in the future and, and the point is i think in this episode is that when you get to that something whether it's a relationship or whether it's mm-hmm. that the clothes or the car or the shoes or the house this shit doesn't make you happy and there's always more and there's always more You'll so always want more so what i've been practicing and how i want to end this podcast episode is what i've been practicing lately is being happy in the moment without needing anything so when i feel that initial thought or or trying that thought trying to escape right and trying to like eat some food or or like or think of stuff or look for a person whatever i bring my attention back here and just be mindful and be mm-hmm. present like you yeah. said man yeah no, that's perfect it's a great way to say right that's what i'm trying to do i've been doing that for Honestly, quite some time too. now it's hard me too. every day i'm growing yeah. I'm getting better and i'm also have hard days with it too it's really hard though because like we're naturally uh we're primed to think negatively like if yeah. you if you realize if you sure. pay attention to your thoughts your thoughts are always going to worst case scenario yeah that's just how the brain works and that's fine. it's how we survive yeah like it's yeah. how we survive yeah from hundreds of years, yeah. hundreds, uh, throughout our entire existence, yeah. is how we survive. Is thinking worst case scenario. Otherwise, we'd be dead. Mm-hmm. If we think best case scenario, this lion or this bear is not going to fucking eat me, we wouldn't survive. So we're conditioned to think the worst case scenario, and that leads to even the little things in our how our mind can be so negative, and just realizing that these thoughts you have are literally just thoughts yeah and that's it it, it, it takes a great deal of self-awareness it's so freaking i'm trying that now it's, it's hard like, man do you, do you believe do you believe this this might be really really deep but do you think you think your thoughts 
Are you the thinker of your thoughts? I don't know. I don't even what know you say about that? interpret that. Do you think, do you, before you have a thought, do you come up with that thought? No, it just enters my mind. Okay, so are you, can you say you are your thoughts? No, I don't think I'm my thoughts. So what are you then? Jordan. No, but. No, what am I? Yeah. I don't know. Well, have you ever asked your question that? Like, what am, who am I? I? Who am I? Who are you? No, honestly. You never? No. So that's like the deepest question. That's what saints or people have been trying to figure out for years. Who am I? So you see Buddhist monks or, or whatever, enlightened beings, quote, gurus. They ask this question constantly to remind themselves that they're not their circumstances or not their life too. For sure not. And if you really want to cut the bullshit in life and just, just ask that question, who am I? You're not your thoughts. You're not your problems. You're not the person you think you are, the person that you think is going through all these challenges. You're the awareness, the consciousness, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, that is observing this. And that init- that automatically brings you into this true space of observance and realizing that you don't have to be sucked in to all these thoughts. Mm-hmm. You've never thought about that before? I've never thought about that. When you, when, you, when you meditate next time, just meditate on this one thing. Like, okay. who am I? That's who it. Just like, just quite be There's curious about. It. Just be curious about the nature of you. Of, of right. like, who are you in relation to other people? Like, when you're relating to me, for example, do you think you're this person? Like, I'm Jordan, and these are my values and what I think, and you're you. And no, the I actually don't think about that. Maybe on a subconscious level, but consciously, yeah. I don't think about that. But it's just that. interesting. Like, I'm always like, who am I? Like, well, what? Who am I? Like, I have to constantly remind myself, I'm not. Corey, yeah, sure, I'm Corey. This is my identity, and it's fine. We need an identity in society. Mm-hmm. But it's like, really, who am I? And all this does is it teaches you not to believe the thoughts you think you are. So you don't need to buy shit or to, to look for people to complete. You already are complete. When you realize you're not the incompleteness, you automatically become complete. Mm-hmm. That I agree with completely. Do you want to end it on a note? No, that's, that's probably good. off attention. Because <laughs> no, can... if I start, there's no yeah. stopping. <laughs> Uh, outro it, Alright. And we hit him with the chime. Seeking. <laughs> seek no more. You seek that bowl. It seeked me. Why don't you eat out of it? Looks like you put your tie ramen, ramen food out of yeah. it. Yeah. This bowl seeked me, I didn't seek it. It actually is a nice sound. So would you just do that in the morning? I just, it's whatever. I'm sure it has some. Um. Oh. Alright, guys, thanks All right. for listening. It's been another wonderful episode. You've listened to the 1% Better podcast. I'm your host, Corey Kales. And I am Jordan Kales. Have a min- amazing day or night or evening or morning. Goodbye. Hey.